everyone! Welcome to 99 Potions, Fanbyte's premier RPG podcast where we get together to talk about, you guessed it, all things RPGs. I am Natalie Flores, featured contributor for Fanbyte.com, and today, and always, I have with me my wonderful uh, co-host, managing editor Steven Strom. Hi, I'm still here. I survived somehow getting back into Etrian Odyssey for the last week. I haven't completely drained my life force into my 3DS. And uh, yeah, I, I came back. Indeed, Steven is still here and still queer. We also have editor-at-large, John Warren. Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's up, John? Hey, what's up? What's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I uh, love that energy, John. Yeah. So well, today, I'm smiling. I'm happy. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I, yeah. I get to hang out with my RPG pals. Yes, here at Ninety Nine Potions, uh, we talk about, like I mentioned, all things RPGs. And this week, given the extremely timely release of Fall Guys, the mini game battle royale that many of us at Fanby uh, are in love with, uh, we decided that this week we should talk about mini games and RPGs, just because. You know, Fall Guys is the minigame Battle Royale, and so it makes us a little nostalgic for the minigames that we both love and hate in RPGs, which are so, so many. Uh, So we felt it was a great topic to talk about this week. Yeah, crucially, Fall Guys is not an RPG, right? For people who play guys, not an RPG. Did okay. I say RPG? No, no progression system. Oh no, no, no! You didn't oh, okay. say that, Natalie. I'm okay. just checking because I literally haven't oh, played no, the game. Oh no, 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 no! You didn't say that. <laughs> Steven said that. <laughs> Steven's the one that brought that energy into this into the room. I'm going to make my stand right now. Fall Guys is an RPG for the next 90 minutes. We will argue about this. There is a small progression system where you like gain levels and you you know put your little Fall Guy or a girl or a little blob jelly bean in like a Your costume bean. so there are maybe rpg elements mm. okay <laughs> uh, any game with it you heard it here first but any, any <laughs> game with, with levels rpg yes any game with levels with costumes <laughs> rpgs you heard it here we're gonna argue I, I feel like we have we're gonna have an episode where we argue that every game is an RPG. I think we could. I think we could we easily, easily do, could that. do that. I think there's yeah. probably some uh, borderline obnoxious debate show that we could have with uh, <laughs> a panel of people to argue that. So, yeah. But that's this com- week, we're, g- we're going to talk sure. about actual RPGs. You know, we're not going to we're not going to get too messy. We're going to stick not to the, mm. we're going to stick to the good old. R's and the P's and the G's. Okay. Keep, keep it simple, like a mini yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess one of the things that, like, I I'm curious. Um, I mean, I think there is a, you know, there are established reasons for this, but like, why do y'all think RPGs are so, uh, uh ubiquitously known as being, um, like mini game heavy? Yeah. Do you want to go first, Steven? Yeah, I've been thinking about this all morning, and I honestly don't know that I have an amazing answer. I I know why, I or I feel like I know why, or have an inkling as to why some minigames appear more often than others. Like, I, there's like a fucking Dan Reichert conversation, I think, on an episode of the Giant Bombcast where he asked why... Uh, so many RPGs, so many JRPGs have fishing minigames. Fishing minigames, yeah. And then Jeff Gerstmann said, yeah, I wonder why this island nation has so many fishing minigames in it. 
<laughs> or like why fishing is such like a you know important part of like Japanese culture in a lot of ways and stuff sure. like that. And, um, and I get that, but I, honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of at a loss. Uh, in a lot of ways, because not only are mini games sort of a ubiquitous thing in a lot of RPGs, but also they seem to be, especially in a lot of older um, Final Fantasy games, so m- much of like the best equipment oftentimes in those games. So many like very important like meta stuff. things. Yeah. yeah. Is like it's tied behind like chocographs and. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Dodging lightning bolts, which I know Natalie has opinions about. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, like, if I had to like throw a dart at the wall, I think it would land on the idea that our JRPGs were at their height in a very different kind of era of video games, where value was often associated with just like having the biggest, broadest, longest game you could possibly make, and you know, prior like prior to HD graphics being a thing, that was a thing you could do because asset generation wasn't quite as expensive as it is today. So people would always be like, "Well, this game has to be 150 hours long because we're selling it, and people are going to want to get their money's worth for fifty dollars or whatever." And so, mini games often I feel like sound like a good way to pad that out and also to make it look look at how much variety there is in this game. You can right. go fishing, mm-hmm. you can go dancing, you can go whatever. Yep. I agree with that last part. Um, my very uninformed probably take is that I just don't think we have a very long attention span and mm. RPGs are very long. And so you kind of want to put in a mini game or two in there to kind of break up the monotony of grinding and just sometimes people just kind of need a break from the story, however powerful or mediocre it may be. And so Mini games offer just like a little, a little bit of spice in there, just like yeah. a little bit of different flavor that you can um, enjoy or not enjoy. As I tend to do, I tend to not enjoy <laughs> mini games. I, I am a party pooper. I am negative, Natalie. I do not really like mini games very much, and for reasons besides my trauma with dodging 200 lightning bolts in Final <laughs> Fantasy X. <laughs> it's not just the trauma of that, I swear. Because <laughs> ten was one of your fa- one of your first, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. It was... Okay. So I played... I played 12 and 13, like, sort of in, like, little segments for a few years, and then I played ten two. But when I really delved into Final Fantasy as a series, I... I think I started with Final Fantasy X, just because it was the most familiar okay. to me. And I still think it's the most accessible one. Um, yeah. But, oh my god. Like, I looked at the list of the things to do to get the ultimate weapons in that game, as so many mini games in Final Fantasy are tied oh. to, you yeah. know ultimate weapons and like the most powerful things that you can unlock in the game and i looked at that list and i was like huh dodging 200 lightning bolts seems like the easiest one (laughs) 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 i don't know if anyone else would agree with me but it seemed like it at the time so that is what i did um and it didn't like i think when i when i maybe when i looked it up in a strategy guide or something i thought I, I think I did have the same thought of, okay, all I've got to do is stand in this field and dodge lightning. That seems, that seems fine. Yeah. And they're but pretty they don't quick. tell you, 
is that the timing, by the way, so to explain what the actual like mini game in this game is, so you get to a point in your in your journey where you get to the lightning planes and it's just a big yeah it's just a big screen that you walk across and you get struck by lightning every few steps basically yeah that's literally it yeah and if you hit the x button on your playstation controller at exactly the right moment that the screen flashes basically you can dodge the lightning and not get hurt. Um, and you're supposed to do that 200 times in a row in order to unlock uh, one of Lulu's yeah. uh, trinkets that makes her ultimate weapon actually powerful. Wait, um, so that was actually going to be... I, I, th- this is obviously like a legendary minigame in the Final <laughs> Fantasy Melo, yes. I feel, or an infamous one anyway. Uh, but I never did it because I was like, I immediately knew that looks fucking nah. not what like something <laughs> I want to do. Fucked up. That's well, it re- fucked and up. it resets. It resets. Like if that was, was going to be my question. Oh, it resets. I I can confirm that. Oh, Fuck it resets. That. Yeah, it resets. You have to hit two hundred in a row. In a row. No, yeah. never in my life. <laughs> I got to a hundred seventy something before <laughs> I had like the like. A little crumb of like a momentary lapse, and that crumb was enough to get me. Aww. Yeah, I think and I got up to one fifty once, and then I I lost it, and I was like, oh, I'm just never getting this. Then that's I cool. no, I I went right back to it. I was like, I'm too fucking <laughs> stupid for all the other ones. Like wow. at least with Some reflexes, I can do something about this. Like if I just keep at it, but the other ones I'm too stupid for. Mm. So that, I just kept with that. That game was wild because it had three. It really had three mini games. I mean, you could you could you could say that there was maybe a, th- a fourth uh, or fifth, but like the the lightning dodge was one, and then uh, obviously Blitzball was another one, which I oh. I definitely want to talk about. Uh, but the the mini game where you have to ride the chocobo and get the balloons. Oh and God! Yeah. And on the big planes to get one of, uh, to get the Khalid Bolg, which I believe is the the name of Titus's uh, ultimate weapon in that game. Um, To, uh, did y'all do that one? Because I can also explain why that one sucked. I tried it and I think I got to like almost getting the sword and then I really didn't. And so I was like, okay, I... (laughs) I guess you, I'll just go fuck myself then. You had to ride a chocobo that didn't control well while racing the clock and collecting balloons that yeah. would lower your final time. And like at first you're just trying to like beat a record. And then the final one is birds fly at you that are going to stop you in your tracks so you have to avoid those but you also have to collect balloons and also you have to collect enough balloons and also be fast enough that your end time is zero seconds yep you have to collect enough enough things that like enough time is depleted off of your completion time that like it's just at zero seconds i I wanted to like punch my controller through my tv 
after playing that one. Cool. I felt it. I felt it was worse than the lightning bolts. Like at least the lightning think- bolts. It's like a simple concept. It's frustrating, but it's ultimately just press X at the right time. And so much of mini games in general is like that sort of reflex founded like sort of gameplay but right. this was just really frustrating for me and like i said i was too stupid for the rest including this one right. so i was like nah i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it years later it's still not my thing right i think with the lightning one you could at least like chill out and kind of zone out maybe yeah i don't know but like obviously that, this is pre-podcasts but that's like a thing to do while you listen to a podcast or an audiobook maybe right yeah, yeah. but the, that chocobo mini game i mean that can that can fuck right off <laughs> i hated yeah. that thing i hated that thing uh, um i know ne- i don't know if i i played 10 was the first final fantasy i ever played to completion and i don't even know if i remember the chocobo mini game yeah you get I just that. associate oh. it with the. I think they're called the Giza planes. Are they called? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No way. No. Hmm. That's a that's a real place. <laughs> no, that. No, the. Oh no, this is gonna bother me. Okay, Final Fantasy Ten locations. Isn't there also a place called Giza in Twelve? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the calm, calm lands. lands, where nothing the is calm. Calm lands. Oh. Homeless. That's such a that fucking sounds joke. Like a relaxing place. Oh no! Oh, never mind then. <laughs> wow, the 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 mini game I completely neglected in Final Fantasy X is the monster capture stuff, which I never did. <gasps> Me too. Yeah. I totally neglected that. I never did that. You I got so much stuff from that too if you did it. Huh? What was this like? What was I? I have a vague recollection that was a thing. I can't remember what it like you, entailed. You, capture was the thing that you would apply to your uh, weapons. Okay. And you would have to kill an animal or a creature with the the weapon that has capture on it to basically just like you know claim it and Pokemon that then shit. you then you return it to the monster hunter people TM 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 uh <laughs> and uh um basically say hey look what I got and then like if you get a certain amount of of those you get like materials I think and also you could like breed them to create like really powerful bosses that you fight oh interesting um which like i yeah i it's it was very strange um when i never and i never did that i i like mini games i'm realizing that at least for 10 the only one i really did was blitzball which some uh absolute maniac has put blitzball is bad in our notes and um, if it's so bad, then why did I spend 120 hours playing it? No. Yeah, that's just math. <laughs> uh, yeah, Natalie. Are you serious? Like, uh, yeah, really, really big part of my uh, my finished file uh, of my like 270 hour Final Fantasy X playthrough oh was playing Blitzball. Yeah. Okay, tell us why you love Blitzball. Because it's tell very us why you're a criminal. Yeah, oh. tell us about your war crimes. <laughs> really, anecdotally, and I want I, this is this is one of those things that I, I we should probably do this more. But like podcasts at fanby.com. If you want to email us with any questions or anything like that, you can. Also on our Discord, fanby.com/discord. I want to hear from our audience about Blitzball because I feel like here here's anecdotally what I believe about Blitzball. 
Ten mm-hmm. percent of the people who played Blitzball think it is a like crowning achievement in video game history. Mm. And the other ninety percent thinks it is absolute garbage from a toilet. <laughs> and there's like no in between. Um I think that's about right. Yeah. I I loved Blitzball because it and this is really timely too because Blitzball is is going on and it's it's super mm. popular and mm. a lot of people who are not at all into sports are kind of looking at Blitzball as like kind of a cool thing and I hate to break it to you but a lot of what you like about Blitzball is a lot of what people like about sports. Uh so like that's that's really cool to be seeing. And Blitzball was really neat because I enjoyed developing a team and seeing how like you could recruit like uh you could everyone had blitzball levels so it was completely apart from their like you know uh, fighting level and you could develop skills and learn skills and learn skills from other players like you could basically say oh if this player is defending this player i can learn and technique from that player if they ever do it in the middle of a a blitzball game interesting Um, okay and the 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 gameplay itself was so kind of slow and turn based that I think it probably turned a lot of people off who wanted something more fast paced and like soccer like maybe. Yeah. But I liked that it was basically a series of turn based battles that were uh, deciding essentially a sport outcome of of something. Um, like like a soccer turn-based RPG is actually like a really cool concept, honestly, like on paper that yeah. I would love to see expanded into a full thing. Like, well, and like Pyre, uh, the the mm. the super giant game, like is is not totally divorced from this concept. Like, it is essentially a uh, team versus team RPG that has sports elements thrown in, and like there's some blitzball in that game, and. The other thing I really liked that I think actually built the world uh, in this game was the free agency system, meaning you could basically go on your travels and talk to people like you would challenge them to triple triad or something um, in in Final Fantasy VIII. Um, You could talk to them and go, hey, do you want to join my team? And if they're not signed, they, they say, yeah. And you might find a diamond in the rough and like, build their skills up they become like a world-renowned goalie or something like oh so it's this like kind pokemon of, yeah it was a little bit of a pokemon <laughs> but also it every single unique character that could join your blitzball team was a real person in that world so you felt as you're going through the journey of your party you're also trying to unite the world in a meaningful way and you're kind of doing that with sports and Ooh. i loved that I really liked that. So I spent a lot of, I spent a perverted amount of time doing that. So that doesn't explain all of that. Some of it is just like, I'm a pervert. That's why I did some of that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but like a lot of it was what I said is that like, I like, I like RPG elements that um, apply themselves to an outcome that isn't death. What is right. another thing too? Yeah. Of, of like, I am killing creature 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 dead i am killing this thing that wants to destroy the world uh the world is saved those stakes are not always something i want my rpg outcomes to like have so Mm -hmm. so i i that is a really 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 big kind of broad reason why i love blitzball and i spent a lot of time with it 
So. I mean, that that's a lot of the appeal of the Persona games, right? Except it's like, you know, more divorced because it's or, right. or it, it's in the um, interest of your dungeon crawling to get to know people by playing darts and going out on yeah. dates and stuff like that in Persona. But uh, you still people love the idea of just like, I can just go out and hang out with people and get to know them. Right. Right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it's what just, it felt like to me. Yeah. So. It, it's still to this day kind of a uncommon yeah. fantasy to be fulfilled in in most games like the vast 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 majority of games and not just AAA games but like the vast majority of like indie games and especially the big successful ones are still about just like go into x place and kill x amount of people or things or right kill them so that you can get a certain amount of stuff from them and then take it back to yeah. your base or whatever you know it's a, it's a loop i don't always want in in my games like it, it right I, I, I like some of it, but it's like, you know, th- you know, these characters need a break too, huh? All they're yeah. doing is like going through, you know, and I, I, I tell myself those stories. I tell myself those stories too. It's kind of like what oh. Ren and you were talking about last week with Etrian Odyssey. Like you yeah. start to develop these ideas of how these characters are interacting in Blitzball and these other kind of nonviolent um, mini games. And I don't know that it adds a lot for me. Um I love that. That's in this game. Yeah, that might also be one of the other major appeals of mini games as a whole. Honestly, to a lot of people, yeah. I bet. Yeah, that's uh, I don't point. think I don't think you're unique in that. I'm probably not. No. Steven, do you have any opinions on Blitzball? <laughs> I played Blitzball in Final Fantasy X and did not understand it one little bit and stopped playing <laughs> as soon as I was allowed to because I was <laughs> deeply confused. <laughs> I will say that the introduction of Blitzball is maybe the worst introduction to a mini game that they could have, <laughs> they could have made. Because really? what you what you do in in that game in the context is like you are part of the worst Blitzball team that has ever lived, the <sighs> the Besaid Aurochs, and um, like whatever greatness that used to be there is faded. Waka, the leader, is basically leading a team of like pretty dejected uh losers that are always losing losers that lose oh, that's and a mood. um and titus joins the team and he's just like nah like we gotta win for my old man and like you know you're just like you're just super <laughs> you know, he's super like like what what good is playing if you're not winning and waka's like no like i can't even do waka's voice imagine just john dimaggio but doing a racist caricature (laughs) yeah i was gonna say Um, just like just include some racism in there yeah um and waka's just like no it's just like kind of fun though that we're just playing blitzball and they basically learn from each other but the actual introduction of this game is like titus plays the first half and is pretty good but then but then they all want the injured Waka to come play. And so you get a worse player in the second half Hmm. and there's like no way to win. And they never really explain how to play very well. Um, And so the introduction to the game itself is like about as bad as you can get. So it's no wonder that most people like didn't didn't continue with it because it wasn't very fun uh, at the very beginning. So yeah, it it kind of, yeah, it, it kind of sounds like they wanted to put the story of the thing at the forefront of the actual mechanics and yeah. whereas they could have like let those feed into each other. Because the other yeah. thing, too, is like tying back to the fishing minigame thing in like, you know, long traditions in media, in Japanese media, like this just sounds like sports anime like or sports manga. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It sounds like Yaomushi Pedal or Haikyuu or something like that. Um, and 
those are honestly like super. I love a lot of sports anime. I love Yamamushi Pedal in particular, which is a bicycling uh, club anime. And honestly, if like the game leans into that stuff, like God, it almost makes me want. Like I said earlier, um, more of an RPG, like a soccer RPG or something like that. That also had, you know, how the Madden games. Uh, have started adding, like, a story mode that actually has, like, named characters and an actual, like, plot and stuff. Yeah. Like, what if that was good, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, and had, like, more of an RPG element to it over time. I guess I kind of did a little bit of that in the PlayStation 2 era a little bit more when a lot more bigger studios were more willing to experiment with things like Blitz the League and the NBA Street Games. Like, even Tony Hawk's uh, Underground uh, was kind of that to a certain degree, but with um, skateboarding, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> Natalie, um, what would you... Okay, we know you hate Blitzball. What yes. would you say your favorite minigame is in an RPG? Well, I did mention that I dislike all of them. But... Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for 99 Potions. That's Thanks it. for joining. That's it. Um, no, but there are, there are a few exceptions. They're not the rule, but they're exceptions. Uh, a lot of... I found the minigames in Final Fantasy VII Remake to be really cute and fun. Um, like, I liked the squats and mm, yeah. the pull-ups. That was fun. I like... I like things that are rhythm-based or that are, uh, like, okay. reflex-based. Um they kind of uh, it it does something in my chemicals and my serotonin um but uh, yeah i love rhythm style games which is why i really liked making cloud dance at the honeybee inn i really enjoyed that sequence well i think most people did but i actually did enjoy it very successful that was so successful yeah i really loved just the energy and I felt like I was making Cloud a K-pop idol, um, and I just really, I like games that, uh, yeah, games that are rhythm-based, sort of like um, in Kingdom Hearts Breath by Sleep, there is the ice cream game that you can play in the sort of like Disney World. Yeah, I'm um, reading the words ice cream beat on yeah, this document yeah. right now. Can you maybe yeah. explain that one? Because yes. I, I haven't played any of the Kingdom Hearts games that have like <laughs> fractions or weird subtitles. So. Yeah, so it's just like a rhythm-based kind of game. Like along with the music, you sort of press a button and then like you'll build like an ice cream like with the little <laughs> yeah it's very yeah very good explanation i know but i you I really buttons like and you make it. ice cream oh, yeah right. yeah like you stack the little ice cream balls on the cones and like it That's keeps going cute. higher yeah yeah All it's right. cute and are you like selling it or is, is it they're like somebody who needs a lot of fucking ice cream like what's I, the context oh god i forgot the context for a little bit but I know that you do it with Huey, Dewey, and I think it's Louie. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know th- I know this by heart. You are absolutely right. Huey, yeah, Dewey, yeah. Hubert, uh, Dubert, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Llewellyn. <laughs> Stephen did just ask for context in a Kingdom Hearts game, so I don't That's, know. Yeah, that is. I, like, we're... We're already starting on a on a weird foot there. Yeah, right. And you, I know you do that section as Tara, um, the big buff dude with the stupid pants. Uh, and yeah, I I love games like that, but I wouldn't go as far as to like sort of like Final Fantasy uh, 
Theat Rhythm? Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, and the upcoming Kingdom Hearts game where you get to play as Kyrie and you do basically Theat Rhythm, but Kingdom Hearts style. I wouldn't play a whole game out of it, but I do mm. like sort of the break in the monotony, or not really the monotony, but I like just sort of... Te- I like testing my reflexes just because right. I, I'm so clumsy and I feel like my reflexes are so generally bad that like that whole thing of like oh i got the perfect reaction time to hit this exactly at the same time that i needed to in order to put a little ice cream ball on top of the cone and just make it go higher like i i like stuff like that um basically i like things that don't make me think so and things (laughs) like gwent in the witcher 3 or triple triple triad is pretty okay but just things that make me think i think i'm averse to them generally right um, yeah that's um, a bit of a trend with me i mean like uh, I, but I get that one, impression. one natalie i can't stress this enough you you are an unbelievably smart person but two i gwent for me i gwent is like playing some sort of 4d chess and i am mm. so unbelievably bad at it that i I basically, I thought I would go into that going, I'm going to lose so much time to Gwent. And I played like three Gwent games. I was like, ah, I'm never going to play this thing. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. Like I know someone who I got them to play The Witcher 3 and they would like, I was really excited for them to get through the game, obviously, because it's one of my favorite games. But they would just spend hours in Gwent and I'd be like, can you get on with like the fucking story? And they'd be like, no, because like <laughs> Gwent is so fun. And I'm like, I I can't really do that. And like while looking up sort of while researching and looking up just generally what minigames people really liked from RPGs uh, while preparing for this episode, so many people said Gwent. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. people fucking like, love Gwent. Like, people fucking love Gwen, and I say this as someone who, I didn't play The Witcher 1 or 2, but I did play The Witcher 3 in, like, a week, and then I I read the books, all seven books, in, like, a month, <laughs> while balancing a part-time job and full-time school, so I really liked The Witcher, and I still don't think I would make myself play the full Gwen game, just to, like get an expansion on the lore and the story like as much as i love the universe and all that you can't fucking make me play gwen for like dozens of hours i can't fucking do it i can barely do it for 30 minutes the thing for with me that um always pushed me away from gwent is actually on the topic of that universe building stuff like i'm sure gwent is a perfectly fine game mechanically if you get deep into it but like every time i play that first round in that when i start a new save in the witcher 3 um every time i do that i look at the cards and it's like all the art and all the flavor is just like here's a big rock here's pig fucker here's (laughs) random guy with a pitchfork or whatever and it's just the most bland boring fucking like medieval dark ages bullshit that just like has nothing to add to the flavor of that like big colorful universe at any time and it just like bores the hell out of me i i I, i'm so there with you steven like the fact that the fact that they're trying to make this gwent like kind of an in-universe thing it's like 
I've got to acquire the army cards and the the generals for these different factions. I'm like, no, I want I want to play as Roach. Give me Roach against yeah. the hags. The hags. I want I Roach against like, the witches. Give me I the think elves. You can race as like, Roach, that's what I want. Right? In The Witcher Three, there's like a few sections where you can do like a racing mini game with. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I dig that shit. Those are great. I'm just saying on the Gwent cards. Like I want yeah. fucking. I want like Yennefer in battle armor and Yennefer in oh god I don't know or Yennefer brushing her hair <laughs> and they're different cards you know um, like yeah like, John I just can want- you stop breaking embargo for the Witcher 4 oh my goodness <laughs> I just want the stupid shit I want Siri but in one of the portals you know like I don't know I just I wanted Did to you just collect- call Roach stupid though like what you because you're like I want stupid things and I'm like did you just call Roach Stupid. <laughs> no, you Roach is a perfect stupid. animal. No, that's Roach the strongest card. Animal. She is the, the strong- apex predator. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> exactly. perfect animal is Roach. Um, uh, the, the strongest card in Gwent should be Roach standing on top of like the roof of some peasant's hut. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Ro- Roach demolishing one of the uh, the signposts with all like the bounties on it that I always like ran into on accident. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> Yeah, like there's, there's so many good screenshots out there of when The Witcher Three first launched that captured exactly that. Just Roach standing on top of things that she should not be standing on top of. So exactly, they could totally make it work. But I mean, I just, I just really, really, really want. I, I wanted that game to lean less into the world building of that world and actually just be like, oh, now we're going to do a fun card game with the characters and stuff that you like. I, well, I just wish they'd done that. It's an in-universe card game. And so they're like, ah, so in-universe, they would make a card game based on things that they know. It's like, motherfucker, have you played Magic the Gathering? Yeah. Like, let me tell you about the yeah. most popular card games on Earth. Nobody's yeah. like, well, I I play my Prius card against your tax evasion. And like, no, it's my like- Abraham Lincoln beats <laughs> your Ulysses S. Grant. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. They'd be fucking like, hey, that's what they should do is they should have cards cards in there that are just like uh, I've imagined this horseless carriage that drives on sort of this black ooze that you pour into the side and it moves by creating small explosions inside of it and it's going to run over your guy like yeah, yeah they should just be more fantastical because like the people in that universe wouldn't make a bunch of cards that are just like I don't know here's some random fucker you know what would have been, been cool I, I can't believe I'm going to say this idea on a podcast where they could just uh, take it and do this but like <laughs> That the game should have been created by people who had gone through the portals that end up being part of the fabric of that game. So it's just like (laughs) things that you think are fantastical, but they're really just like elements of these other worlds that people have visited and they make like the sickest fucking card game based on that. Yeah. And And no one knows it except for like you, the player that ends up like uncovering that. That would have been oh, fucking rad, but like almost literally a subplot in um, many mid season or no many of the middle seasons of Supernatural. Almost oh. literally a <laughs> plot from that show. <laughs> ah, well, I, then you heard it here. I'm as good as a Supernatural writer. <laughs> um, You're as good as Mick G. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I wanted I wanted Gwen to be so much better than it was for me. But a lot of right. people love that shit. So, yeah. People you know. love that shit. They eat yeah. that shit up. No, and yeah. do you guys think that 
do you lean towards mini games that are more intri- like just on the subject? Do you think that you lean towards mini games that are more sort of intricately woven into the world or do you prefer on average mm. mini games that are kind of more divorced from the world and kind of give you sort of uh, right. something different i mm. guess i don't know because like it's like on case-by-case basis but maybe there's a pattern yeah. that you generally prefer like my pattern is just not liking any of them <laughs> you know who you are exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, i will say if we want to talk about a mini game that i really like and you guys can tell me Yakuza? if you think it. Yes. <laughs> I yes. love the Hostess Club management game. In can you tell a me about that? Games. Because I've heard it's really good. Like, people always talk about that. Yeah. It's uh, basically. So it's in a lot of the different Yakuza games. I think a lot of people were. Like, a lot of things Yakuza were introduced to it in Yakuza Zero, um, where. Majima, one of the two playable characters in Yakuza Zero, basically gets. Um, it's a hot tip that he he's being forced to run a uh, sort of a cabaret, like this big giant sort of like um, show club thing, almost like the Honey Bee Inn, honestly. Mm. And and but then he gets like a hot tip, basically somebody saying like, "Hey, these things are all going to be dead in five, ten years. This fad is dying. You need to get on to the next thing, which is hostess clubs. So you need to get out there, start recruiting women um, for your club, so that they can like hang out with." Um, people after work and stuff like that and just basically uh, be paid to be their friends for the evening which is a real thing in Japan hostess yes. clubs and host clubs as well um, and the entire mini game is this like massive sort of like overarching thing that is woven into like all of the what they're called sub stories in Yakuza games they're the side quests and so all the different characters that you meet in those, uh, most of them will eventually show up and say, like, hey, I got a call saying that you were looking for people to hire for this club thing. I can do that. And then based on their personalities that they get from those uh, side s- stories or from that you know that they have, uh, they will have different stats in the host club thing. So different patrons will come into your bar. The way the mini club game basically works is, like, it's on a time limit. It's, like, you know, for 15 real world minutes. Um, these sort of NPC patrons will walk into the bar and they'll be like, I want somebody who talks a lot. So you give them the girl that knows how to talk a lot. I want somebody who's sexy. So you give them somebody who has like a high sexy rating or whatever. And you basically um, need to... uh, It it, it does have a little bit of the reflex-based stuff for you, Natalie. Mm -hmm. Because it never explains it, but you kind of learn it through process of elimination uh, and just kind of educated guesses. But the they will occasionally make like hand signals to you where they're like, I'm squeezing a thing. And that means they want a new towel for that table. Like the table needs a new hot towel or some, something like that. And so like you get to these moments where um, it's just like full of these really flavorful little scenes of like a guy will be. Um, like about to lose it because he's not having a good time or something like that, or he's gotten too drunk or something. And then they'll have like this entire elaborate cutscene of Majima, who in that game is just like exactly this character who would do this. And he like gets up to leave because he's like so upset. And the guy turns around and Majima's already standing there right behind him with a big smile on his face and a bottle of champagne or whatever. And then uh, <laughs> he gives it to the guy as like a free gift. And the guy's like, oh, oh uh, thank you. I, I guess I'll stay longer and pay more money. And then you start walking away and like the hostess will like wave at Majima and then Without looking back, Majima gives like a little thumbs up by his hip cute. or something like that. Yeah. He's like, ding! Oh, he's <laughs> cute. Oh, I love Majima so much. Um, and yeah, like, yeah. 
as you, uh, but as you use the different girls in different ways, they they get better stats and they make more money because they're able to keep uh, patrons around for longer. You start to develop a reputation, so richer patrons show up and they'll spend more money per evening. There's like every single um, person in the club is customizable, so you can like Ooh. buy them new clothes and <gasps> buy buy them new makeup, That's buy them cool. new hairdos. I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I it's love like I'll dress up stuff. It's exactly that. It's like a, it's a game. It's a basically a full game within the game. It's almost it's hard to call it a pretty mini game. big. Yeah, I mean everything that you've told me about it and then stuff I've seen online and like Dylan talks about it too because Dylan really likes those games. Is uh, yeah, it just feels like it, it's it's a stone's throw away from being a full like. $40 yeah. game that, you know, like would, would require as much attention as a, you know, full major AAA game. So it's like, I would love that. I would love it if they just leaned into that. Yeah, um, totally. I've I mean, the Yakuza years, games mostly. are great. Like they're, they're yeah. great, but it's like, and in fact, that's like one of the things that makes those games so unbelievably like odd, I guess I feel like in, in the landscape is that, Everything that is outside of the main kind of loop of that game is still so expertly designed or like right. lovingly designed, I would say. Yes. Um, mm. That like, I don't know, it's all worthy and it all adds to a robust like playing time and, you know, just effort level that like. I think it's kind of scary for some folks. I mean, especially yeah. me if I want to really dig in, but like, I mean, really bang for your buck. I hate, I hate that kind of like discussion, <laughs> but it's like, that's a lot of great thoughtful content in the form of uh mini games that really add to the entire, you know, kind of world building. Um, yeah. And they, know, it's really they, impressive. Like, they even have their own, and there's there's two major mini games like this because while Majima gets the Hostess Club stuff, um, Kiryu gets a real estate like purchasing mini game basically, yeah. uh, where he becomes like a real estate mogul uh, in the other sort of uh, district of that game where that takes place, and they both have their own completely unique overarching stories or whatever where you are running this Hostess Club and there's like these are the four lords of the night because they're like the leaders of the nightlife in this city or whatever and right. they crush all competition and so you need to like show them up by um running the coolest place that everybody wants to to be at and steal all their business until they like try to fuck with you in which case you're like oh by the way i'm a fucking weird superhuman who can like <laughs> jump over you and stab you in the back and do <laughs> kick flips and shit um but also i think that um you really seized onto something interesting about the yakuza games there john in the sense that by the standards of any Western open world RPG, the Yakuza games are tiny in a right. geographical sense. Right. You, yeah. remember, you remember like um, Fallout 76, that beloved game that everybody <laughs> super, super enjoyed. <laughs> the map um, is huge. The map is it's bigger than Fallout 4 and 5 put together or whatever. Fallout 3 and 4 put together. It's Fallout 76. But can you have any fun in it? Fuck yeah. no. Right. <laughs> is there any is there fucking anything to do in this world? Uh-uh. But it's big and this is the exact opposite of that. This is um super super dense. It's usually repeating the same map Kamurocho, this sort of fictionalized um uh version of I think Kabukicho in Tokyo and it just 
layers on incredibly dense mechanics and systems and stories and personal interactions and characters throughout that world instead. Like, that's where their focus is. And I think that is what makes those games so unique and why so many people uh, like me evangelize these games so often is specifically because it's unlike anything else that people are doing a lot of the time. Yeah. God, I yeah, need to yeah, play yeah. Yakuza. Oh, you no. need to play Yakuza. Yeah, it's Natalie. Yeah. Natalie, that seems very much up your alley. Yeah. Like. yeah, yeah, that all really sells it. Um, yeah. Natalie, okay. I have a question for you. Yes. You like probing planets on Mass Effect too? Yes. Okay, so I on want, the opposite want, end yes. of the spectrum. Him. <laughs> all right. So on the opposite end of the spectrum of me enjoying things that keep me on my toes, I I felt it was relaxing and nice to probe planets in Mass Effect 2. It's it's not a great minigame. I would even be... I, I would hesitate to call it a minigame, but people on mm. the internet still call it a minigame. So that's oh, it's why... it's definitely I, a minigame. Oh, okay. Well, I... I think. I thought it was relaxing. I thought it was like... I don't know. Like, it was... Like most of Mass Effect, I kind of love it, even in a critical manner. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's not that great, but it's relaxing, and I got to probe planets, and just, I sort of liked probing, just figuring mm-hmm. out where... You like to probe Uranus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, when Edie fair. says that, like, that is such a golden <laughs> moment. And, <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy IX's Hot and Cold a chocobo oh, mini game. It's, it's basically just it's basi- Yeah, game. it is just mm. that. And I, I like yeah. those. I kind of like guessing games like that too, where you're sort of just trial and erroring your way across sort of a field. And I don't know, and, it's and it's relaxing. There's no time limit to that too. Like unlike the chocobo hot and cold stuff. Um, yeah. Which I think leans into the relaxation element of it. A lot. There is no time limit, but one of the things that like, I really wish they had patched out of that game uh, was the fact that you had to go buy probes and yeah. also buy gas to move around yeah. in, that, in that area. That was one of the, those were two of the like worst, um, like just worse mechanics. I'm like, y'all uh, come on now. Like, it's don't it's don't needless. interrupt this. It's fine. Like, yeah. let me just right. do this all the time. Yeah. Um, but I like the probing one. I got like, I think I got every planet down to <gasps> yeah. like like strip mind. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like a ravager of of intergalactic resources. Planet ravager on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The true reaper was humanity all along. Pretty it much, John I'm like, I yeah, it was pretty much like my shepherd and and his crew that were just like, yeah, I'm gonna basically completely deplete every planet on in, in the galaxy of its resources. So, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, two um, is a good game. Oh, two is a great game. It's wow. A great game. Natalie back here with another controversial opinion on fanbyte.com. <laughs> the centrist makes her opinions. <laughs> Noted white woman Natalie Flores, centrist <laughs> on fanbyte.com. Yep, makes her opinions known. You heard it here first. Mass Effect 2 was a great game. I know most people won't agree, but I, I will stand for the silent majority. So brave, now, I, thank you. you. 
you joke about the centrism. I will say, and this is probably a conversation for a different episode, episode but I will sure. say that the the Mass Effect universe, the the morality of the Mass Effect universe is pretty like maybe some of the most centrist sci-fi. This is absolutely sure. a whole other episode, at least one, yeah. maybe two, yeah, several, several episodes. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. We gotta have Ken, we have, we have to have Ken on to Ken yeah. on yes. to discuss this for sure. Yes, we, we should. do absolutely. Um, yeah, but I, I honestly, I really dug the, I, I really liked the probing one. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. It's just like it's, it's relaxing. Sometimes you kind of just want that, especially with the music. Because, the music is so mm. fucking good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It slaps, oh. and just like you're, you're so because Mass Effect Two is a game where you're just caught up in the action all the time. It, it very much is always full of action in the main story. So then a mini game right. that is more relaxing, that's more sort of muscle memory and just kind of like, eh, it's not really requiring much of your brain, but it requires enough just to stimulate it a little bit, give it a little bit of serotonin. That shit, that shit's good. Yeah. I like that yeah. Yeah. There's also, like, there is also a trend, I think. Maybe that's just a couple of them that I've played recently, but, boy, there's some really good music in some mini games. Like, uh, out there. Yeah, Hot and Cold in Final Fantasy yeah. IX. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Vamos good. La Flamenco. Still so good. It's a good one. What um, other minigames have really good music? Um, yeah, it might just be those two, but, like, those two are just really at the forefront of my mind right now. There's a bunch, uh, I mean, I'm sure, just that I'm not remembering right now, but it's just, like... The music is specifically picked to sort of... I mean, that's a lot of the reason why I like K-pop, for instance. Like, it's a constant sort of rhythm that becomes familiar to you as you listen to a song real quick. Like, it's it's a very recognizable beat, and so I think that appeals to people and their brains because there are yeah. a lot of songs that I wouldn't necessarily say that I like, but they the rhythm is so catchy and it is so ingrained in my mind like 30 seconds in that mm -hmm. I can confuse that familiarity with a likeness and <laughs> I still won't like the song but I will repeat it in the shower like 10 times so it it does kind of the same thing um and I think yeah I think some mini games have really good music uh I would say Blitzball's music is very good. Mm. I think that's a reason. In fact, what I've done is I went to go look it up on YouTube, and the most popular uh, version uh, upload of this um, has 120,000 views. Wow. Uh, it was uploaded seven, seven years ago. Uh, here are some of the comments. I would definitely buy and play an all Blitzball game. Uh, John wrote all of those comments seven years ago. Um, I ha I have beaten Sin and unlocked break limit damage on Kalibolg around forty hours. My save file, however, is one hundred and forty eight hours. I wonder why. Yeah, John. Uh, I wonder why then, you said basically yeah, the same thing when you started talking about Blitzball. <laughs> yeah, say and then here's 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 my real people, my real pervert. Here we go. Mm. My save. My save game got 1,100 plus hours, and probably 800 of them was playing Blitzball. How I loved Blitzball. Please, Squeenix, make a standalone version of Blitzball. Oh, no. my God. I mean, look at this pervert. I mean, I, there, should be, these. there should be an OnlyFans for this user where I just <laughs> pay to see more of this person's comments. Um, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. But the uh, music is right. Like also. if you if you, you can't pair, prove that you didn't write those comments though. I cannot prove that. That's true. Um 
I think John but it's like but I think a lot of the the really good um the really good mini games have a, a song that slaps attached to them. Yeah. I mean, I triple think triad was just thinking about yeah, now. like I'm, I can hear it in my head right now. Like, dun, 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 yeah, it's dun, good. Dun. Yeah, yeah. And, and if I you're love gonna be they, doing something repetitive, the music yes, kind of has to match it's that. Gotta, and it's got to be good. Yeah, that's probably why, right? That's yep. probably why they put so much extra. Like they, they. I mean, obviously, it's like they probably don't think of themselves like, well, we're making a card game. What what song evokes card game? Like they probably come up with a bunch of songs, and they, but think like, oh, okay, what's this? You know, what what's a good song tune makes for you this? think of canasta? <laughs> 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 yeah, something that doesn't that. like make you cry like Heaven's Ward, but if you go to the mm-hmm. Golden Saucer in Final Fantasy fourteen and <laughs> just like <laughs> the assortment of minigames yeah. in there yeah. and the music isn't it's it won't be standoutish, but it will be good enough that you're just kind of like you yeah, lose track good. of time. You lose track of yeah. time and that's kind of the point of a lot of, of minigames. A casino. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's serious. That no, exactly. We should. I mean, listen. I'm not that far enough in it to to really say, and I've only spent maybe a couple hours in it. But like, we should talk about how the golden saucer in Final Fantasy 14 is like laid out and designed and configured because like it a lot of casino stuff in that thing. That'd be a really interesting episode about real world design for stuff like that. But uh. Um, I was actually going to say too, like also it probably has lasted long enough at this point that it is almost its own tradition. And like, you know, it's obviously just tremendously influential on the landscape of JRPGs, but, um, the casino thing, that trope starts with Dragon Quest, right? Like that's the Dragon Quest games all have casinos in them. And the Dragon Quest games obviously like, like just have this incredible, um impact on jrpgs over time or whatever and like in the same way that like fishing mini games exist for a very specific reason at this point dragon quest is probably just ubiquitous enough in like the cultural consciousness that in when designing a game like that that like well of course we got to have mini games dragon quest did it you know or or you don't even think about it in that way it's just like well dragon quest did it you know 50 years ago probably not 50 years ago i know um, but every game I've ever mm-hmm. played has this because every game I've ever played was influenced by Dragon Quest. Right. right? Yeah. 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 That's true. That's um, true. Are there any, any other notable ones? Oh, what were you going to say, Steven? Sorry. Oh, no, it's actually leans right off of what you were just going to say, John. Cause like, saying, just are, a, are there any other kind of notable, notable games that you've, uh, you thought about while doing this? I, th- I see some that we haven't discussed, but, uh, the gummy um, ship in kingdom hearts sucks ass. <laughs> it does. It's fucking it's terrible. sucks. It's uh, terrible you know in every iteration. Do you know anyone loves it? I'm someone has to because they keep putting it in there. There are people think- who love it. There, there are different strokes for different folks. There's people. I mean, there's people who really love Blitzball. I can't pretend to understand them, but <laughs> they are out there. Not in another this shot podcast. In. Yeah, and there yeah. are also people who really like gummy ships. I'm not one I of think, them. I think most people like the customization on gummy ships because Legos are fun. Yeah, that is kind of true. Yeah, just, it is. A but little they don't fun. like flying them. But I make yeah. mine so ugly that there's nothing to like. <laughs> I I agree. I I, I when it, when that game was explained to me for the very first time, I was like, um, I was like, oh, all right, I could probably get really into this. And then I played it for a little while. I'm like, oh man. The execution of this is 
is fucking terrible. Um, it's awful. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, they just make it like really big and immersive yeah. and huge. And I yeah. hate it even more. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like <laughs> it either. I thought it was weird. I was like, what What vibe are you trying to like, g- g- you know, put off here? Like, I don't. I don't know. Just, it was, it, it, it was feels odd. like it breaks the pacing in a way it's that is distracting. It. Yeah. It, because mm. the whole point of the appeal of mini games is that you don't really have to do them, but you have to do the gummy ship. You have right. to travel to these worlds through the gummy ship. And I think mini games exist best when they're not sort of forced into the plot itself and like the story itself, like to the point that they actually interfere with the pacing and the pacing in that game is atrocious enough already. Um, That's a whole other thing, but it just made it even worse. And I just, I just don't like the gummy ship. I I like the customization. I I like that you could put a dog on it in Kingdom Hearts (laughs) three. You can put a dog just like wherever you want. So I had, um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I had on one wing, I had a dog and then I think on the other wing, I either had another dog or I had a cat or I had something. It was like a, it was symmetrical. There were two animals on board, um, just in space, breathing in space. That was kind of weird, but. Oh, they're living animals? Uh, like they're little, like, like, like a doggo, like a Shiba Inu, I think. Like a Shiba Inu. Yeah. I thought you meant like a masthead. I thought this was like a statue. Let me just make sure, but I think they are. I think they are alive. <laughs> Maybe. You I think they're alive. I'm pretty sure I didn't kill right someone. Is now. anyone in Kingdom Hearts alive? Honestly, uh. what does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be? Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, I have the perfect image. Wait, I'm posting wow. it in chat. Wait. Um, also, I forgot Chip and Dale were the fucking gubby ship engineers. <laughs> Yes. Okay. See, I had... See, so this screenshot that I'm sending in the group chat, two <laughs> doggos, a Shiba Inu and a Chihuahua, one on each side. That's what, what I did, this? except I... mean, that's kind of great. It is what pretty is, good. You're kind of what convincing is, me that this is good. Yeah. I'm doing <laughs> the opposite of What does your spaceship need fucking, like... Uh, tires. Why do you need NASCAR tires on your spaceship? <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting the- Waluigi to like come up and it's like, I choose this one. Yeah. But this uh, is the only know. good part of it. Everything else sucks. I couldn't even yeah. build the ship right. I just made sure that I had two dogs on it. <laughs> and it still that's, flew. That's priorities. That is <laughs> the, the priorities I would want to see. Uh, it was actually priorities. But some people get wild with these creations like for example yeah. like like this person has made a total like Syx one. Oh my god um, this That's person incredible. made like that looks like Coraline <laughs> it kind of does it looks like the button eye people <laughs> like people get really creative with this stuff and it also frustrates me because I'm not that creative I could barely make a working ship oh. so yeah I mean yeah. if you had like a proper incentive if you just played like you know a good game uh, instead of Kingdom Hearts 3 this should that be had the, building. This should be the thumbnail for this. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's a Natalie-ass ship. <laughs> Is that that's Mickey great. Mouse? Just like yeah, that's Mickey Mouse. Right? Like, Let me get my Glock, Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> These are incredible. <laughs> Time to fight the Heartless with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you seen that uh, uh, copy pasta that he's like, I am the Navy SEALs and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, sorry. We haven't actually said what this is. This is a picture of a gummy ship. Someone has created a custom gummy ship that looks like Mickey Mouse's hand holding a Glock. Yes. Flying through space. <laughs> that would be yeah. good context. Uh, there's also a, a ship here that's just a flying toilet. <laughs> there are a bunch of B-52 bombers, but they've all had their uh, heads, like the the front section are all replaced with Shiba Inu heads. Yeah. People got really creative with this one. I don't know if this is a toilet and a Shiba Inu, but let me just post it for the... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's... <laughs> wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Well, okay, okay. okay. I realize that I, I'm not I, really I... selling this as a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really can't. Okay, I'm going to describe this this image in full, and then I have a very very crucial question I need Natalie to answer for. Yeah. It is a it is a toilet with what appears to be a toilet paper roll kind of sticking out the side mm. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like maybe a turret, but floating to the left of the toilet if you're sitting on the toilet. And in front of the toilet is basically a red bath mat with a Shiba Inu standing on it. Yes. I I need to understand this. In the, I build this. Then this is the thing that I fly around in space. Yes. Okay, so the I Shiba Inu I'm not is really just going to float out in front of this toilet in space. Yeah. Okay, this is actually the best mini game that's ever been made, actually. So, so this is good this is good. the Kingdom Hearts three one is the only one that's remotely good, but the other ones wow. you you can't do this stuff with. Yeah, um, so I mean, made a flying Moogle here that a looks flying great. Flying Moogle. There's a Shiba now in a a very very well stocked industrial kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an overcooked like like somebody's basically recreated an overcooked. Yeah, kitchen yeah. In so there's the a there's a cooking mini game in Kingdom Hearts three. So I oh, think it's okay. it's modeled after the I think it's the beak. The Beekstro can... Uh, okay. The Beekstro. Wow. Incredible. Is that like run by Donald Duck? Uh, it's run by the the Beekstro. It's run by... Oh, the uh, Beekstro. Yeah. Like That's what I heard. Pun. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't think it's... So I looked it up. Yeah, it's the Beekstro run by the, the rich capitalist duck. Oh, oh wow. wait. When I, when I heard Beekstro, I thought, oh, it's Beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, it's called Le Grand Beekstro. Huh. But yeah. okay, but it is run by a capitalist duck. Why isn't it it's called the Beekstro? It should be called the Beekstro. They missed it. They missed, I agree. It. They missed it, John. They had an opportunity there. It's Come on by, now. by Scrooge, Scrooge Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hello there, Sora. Yeah. Hello, it's me, Scrooge McDuck. I love the idea that a Scottish duck is going to like run a fancy restaurant. Come on. <laughs> and they just they, they included the French le but the rest is just like Grand Bistro. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. I own Kingdom Hearts 3. Don't get it twisted. I bought the game. I have not booted it up once. I think you're better this, off. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, that's why I'm continuing this trend. Um, <laughs> this is Kingdom Hearts 3. This is a screenshot of that game. Yeah. Yep. Game looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, it it does not. It uh, like it really, Stephen. It does not look very good. It okay. is, uh, to me, it is not a very good. Look the art good. style, it is, it, it clashes a mm. little bit. It, it's weird to describe. But you have to remember though that like the prototype of this game was probably made in PlayStation Two. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah. this thing has been around for so long that like at some point 
in the life of the PlayStation 3, this was built to some degree and then they just transferred it so yeah it, it looks like a playstation 2 game it, like it, those it are does. playstation 2 textures it also yeah. operates a lot like one but that's yes, for another tale that is yeah. for another tale uh, let's see what other um okay I, I have a i do have a controversial take this time not a milk toast centrist all take. right let's do it let's all do it. fishing mini games are bad Oh. Damn, I'm not gonna follow you on that one. I like fishing. Fishing sucks in real life, and it sucks in mini games. <laughs> it does suck in real life. I'll, I'll, so, I'll walk with you down that path. Uh, if anyone wants to send hate, please send it to the aforementioned email that John gave. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, yeah, just email us at podcast at fanbyte.com. Actually, just email <laughs> Natalie directly. Yeah, <laughs> just get in, in Natalie's DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I have it in my bio, so you can scream at me. But I just, I hate fishing. I think it's boring in every iteration that you can make of it. And the only time where it's not been boring, which for me has been in Stardew Valley, it gives me really bad anxiety. Like, it's mm. not the type of, like, timed game that I enjoy. I don't know. It's, mm, I hate fishing mini games. So, Natalie, I actually might have a recommendation for you that might convert you to fishing minigames then Yakuza. if you don't like the, no that, oh. I mean, that that maybe too um but a game that has a, i think a pretty good fishing minigame in it that is not time focused it's not like sit and wait and then you know do the quick time event thing they have, they have like a completely different system is warframe oh warframe has a fishing system where you can fish for robots um oh. and it's all spear fishing so it's like oh that you just i like see that yeah, and you have like this for the robot one in particular. You, you have like a magnet spear, and you have to like throw the magnet spear at the robots, and then it'll bring up like a bar, and it'll be like, "Hey, hit the A button when the bar reaches this part or whatever um, in time," and then you'll mm -hmm. release like an EMP shockwave, and then you get to see a picture of your fucking robot wet killing machine, like just mummy. <laughs> device whatever you want to call it in warframe holding up a big fish and just being so proud that they got this fucking fish this is so intense that for so a fishing cute. mini game and that's why it's good yeah like, i bet that's why it's good it's 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 super relaxing it's super calming it's easy uh it doesn't have any of that timed element to it um that where you're just sitting and waiting like uh are they moving like yeah is, is it bobbing fishing minigames just for me are, are like that like in animal crossing which is not an rpg but i'm bringing it up anyway and maybe we could argue it's an rpg someday i don't fucking know um or or it's like fire emblem three houses where like i right. it's like it's just there and like i i press a button and that's kind of it like for me it's they're very boring and monotonous just like fishing in real life that i've only tried like twice but that's been more than enough for me so i mean when people are like yeah in final fantasy 15 i like i was playing as noctis and uh, luna could get fucked because i was just fishing the entire <laughs> time for like 50 hours and i'm like i i don't really get that i mean yeah I still didn't care about anyone in that game or like doing anything in that game, but it wasn't because of the fishing. But I think I'm in the minority here because a lot of people just like fishing. Oh, that is a big chonker. Yeah. Wow, wow. Steven just sent a screenshot of Warframe fish. 
Fishing right. for Robots is my favorite Bowling for Soup cover band. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks for giving us that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Speaking no, about good. robots. Okay, because I, as I was researching yesterday, I saw a lot of people say that they consider 9S and Nier Automata, like his hacking mini game, his hacking gameplay, they think it's a mini game. Would you agree? Would y'all like? Yeah, I mean, I think I, much like the gummy ship, it's, it's too integrally, integrally, Integrally we do words woven? here at yeah. Standby. It's early. I did not drink coffee today. Any problems with my cadence or energy on this episode can be attributed to that, and you can and send alone. all of your complaints about me specifically to Natalie. Just um, DM her uh, anything <laughs> you want to say. Um, yeah, I, it's so important to the story and so mandatory in so many different points in that game that I don't think you can even call it a minigame. Really. Right? Because you could technically, you could fight as 9S theoretically and try not to do it except for like very specific story sections but yeah, it, I think it's too intricately woven into his, into Route B and, and I really love that by the way. Yeah. I, I love I the mean, hacking minigame. It's, it's I, I I think like if it's really woven into the fabric of the game. I don't necessarily think that disqualifies it. I mean, I would still mm. consider like the pipe uh the pipe dream mechanics in BioShock, for example, uh, to still be a mini game even though you do it all the time. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, true. I don't know. I That's mean, fair. I and I liked that, by the way. <laughs> like I did like those. Oh yeah, I love pipe dream, honestly. Like yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um but uh, I don't know. Like, I would maybe consider it to be a mini game. I mean, even if it's like very much a part of that route, I still think it's it's kind of designed to be outside of the normal loop of that game. Flow. Although yeah. that that game is just a genre hopper, though. Like, it you know, is. That's true. So you know, I don't know. Uh, I will say for near uh, another game with great music because it does those all those oh, MIDI yeah. covers oh, of God, all the existing so songs. Cool. Yeah. It's such a cool system. Yeah, it's really good. God, I fucking love that game. Well, I might give one last special, like very brief special yeah. shout out to just like, I think the uh, exotic raid puzzles in Destiny are very cool. Steve I did one last night. Steve is very obsessed with Destiny these days. I'm very obsessed with Destiny lately. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be. <laughs> I need, what makes I'm them so uh, exciting though? Because I'm curious. Because you've, you've been on there a lot. Like I will be on discord and it's like midnight and it's like steven is playing destiny yeah, yeah. well i mean part I mean part of the answer to that question is i cannot continue to function as a human being if i'm not currently obsessed with a video game oh, and i can't find i know right natalie you and i yeah. really sync up on this i can't yeah. believe people just like there are people out there who don't hyperfixate on <laughs> yeah. things constantly like they just don't you know we were talking about genre hopping. They don't they're, just hop from one hyperfixation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the answer, like, because I haven't found any other game to do that right now, Destiny is just always there for me uh, with open arms and exploitative mechanics to just keep me grinding all the time. So that's why I've been playing so much Destiny. But um, the thing I like about a lot of their raid puzzles, which are usually 
these optional side things hidden away in weird elements of the game uh, is that they're cooperative, which you don't really get a lot of out of JRPGs very yeah, often. Yeah, that's true. Um, and this one was like really cool. It was to get a weapon called Divinity. Anybody who's played Destiny probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, where you have to go through the most recent raid, which are these like six player, super complicated sort of dungeons. And hidden throughout that raid are these like um, sort of like prism mini games where you're like somebody has to stand next to this crystal that's going to shoot like a laser at them and then that laser mm -hmm. will bounce to the next player so everybody has to make these intricate patterns with their own bodies and oh. stand in the perfect spot to open these locks to get the gun at the end and it was just a really cool little thing of where that was pretty low impact it didn't require much um coordination but just enough where it felt good when we all like yeah we did it you know uh with just a totally random group of people too and right. it was like oh, just random cute. strangers that's cool yeah yeah i just yeah. want to give a shout out to that that group yeah. shout shouts to destiny shouts to destiny shout out to destiny. A, a game we've never talked about on this <laughs> before. especially uh, not yes. on numbers go up uh, we, someone, uh, someone even call it the bread and butter of our website <laughs> um, but uh but yeah like this has been this has been great i mean there, there are a lot of these that like i hadn't thought about in a million years and also uh ones that we uh we all gravitated towards so that's kind of fun yeah yeah please send your hate towards john for loving blitzball yeah at the email that we provided or at the email in my what bio I, what exactly. i really want to hear from is the perverts who agree with me i want to start like <laughs> nasty, you wrote all those comments Blitzball and we know people. you were like a hundred thousand of those views at the least <laughs> john at blitzball uh dot fanbite is uh the email <laughs> that you should send those to so uh yeah. actually podcast at fanbite.com if yes, people are you should actually definitely interested. actually use that yes yeah, send us any questions that you want and we will answer them in our following episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this was really fun and just cements. I feel like every episode of this podcast cements that I need to play Yakuza. Like, yep. immediately. Yeah. Like, yesterday. So, we didn't tell you this, Natalie, when we started, but this has all just been a really long con to get yep. you into yes. uh, Yakuza the entire yeah. time. And once you start playing, we're going to cancel the show because yeah. our work will be done. Actually, the entire like the entire job and like working with us. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Just yeah. The podcast. just going to shut down. Yeah, it's just been <laughs> yeah. kind of a, a, a an op to get you to play Yakuza. So. We already broke the Witcher Four embargo with Yennefer and <laughs> Armor and Gwen. We we didn't break embargo. This this is not. Please do not take this out of context. Thank you very much. Um, you know that sounds like a ridiculous thing to need to clarify, but you know what, Natalie, you're right. I've heard some things that people have picked up from other podcasts out there and taken as gospel. Taken, taken as gospel. <laughs> Token. The token now thing, especially my they're going to take it just because you said took it. Uh, well, <laughs> St Stephen, I definitely did say divin yesterday on uh, a stream. Uh, so, uh, and the, which, which then I said divin, the sequel to Dist, and then no one. Uh, yeah, I got that. I get yeah, that so, right someone now. Someone in chat got it, which is good. Um, the podcast shit is hard. I mean, I did the intro for this episode like two or three times before I got it right. Yeah, but like, here's the thing though, Natalie, you really got it right the first two times too. You just got, <laughs> you just got like, 
tied up with the idea that it had to be perfect. And Natalie, I can't stress this enough. Nothing we've ever done on this podcast <laughs> at work has ever been perfect. So I appreciate yeah. you taking hosting Besides duties. 99 you did a great portions. Job. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining me today, John, Stephen, and Jordo, our podcast producer, who Jordo. we love and appreciate every day for his work. Uh, yeah. So, John, where can people find you and basically sun hate your way for loving Blitzball? <laughs> You can send me uh, extremely perverted love notes at a floppy adult uh, for my uh, Blitzball uh, affliction. Thank you. Steven, where can people find you on Twitter to talk about Yakuza or just anything that isn't Persona 5 since you <laughs> haven't gone back to that and you are avoiding finishing Persona 5 Royal it's so long, it's, so long. <laughs> it's such a commitment one day we're gonna have an episode on why Persona 5 is too fucking long <laughs> it's really and fucking it's, long and it's gonna be a short episode yeah. to really be mad That'll about show it on. where Ooh. can people find you Steven they can go to at Steven Strom on Twitter. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. Heck yeah. And you can find me at Twitter at Hardymesia. That's heart I-M-E-C-I-A. You can also find our podcast producer, Jordan Mallory, uh, at... It's Jordan underscore Mallory. I have oh, to look that's it up. very easy. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot easier compared to yeah. almost everyone here except Stephen <laughs> Strom. Steve, uh, just don't write Stephen Storm. That, that's do not do it. You'll get don't my Final it. Fantasy fourteen alt account, and you don't want to be on that. That is uh, that film. One. Yeah, and that'll be it for this week. Uh, Shout-outs to Destiny, like we said. Shout-outs to Fedona Tep, our girl. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention so her much. this episode, but I, I want to make sure that we do, just because she's our mascot. That's John's character in Final Fantasy XIV. Gosh, she's so good. She's so good, and you have to return to that game because it's so I good. Do. Uh, I, do. I gotta beat that. Pa- I gotta yeah. get ready for the patch. Oh my god! Yeah, next week it's gonna be fun, and we are definitely gonna cover it. Not next week because we'll we'll need time to finish it. We but yeah. we have plans to dedicate an episode to patch five point three of Final Fantasy fourteen, and we have an exciting guest that I am really happy to yeah. hopefully have on the show just to talk about all things Final Fantasy XIV with us. Uh, so thank you for listening to 99 Potions yet again. This has been uh, John, Stephen, me, Jordan uh, at fanbyte.com. Uh, and yeah, just keep it real. Just fuck the church. Fuck dragons. <laughs> Shout outs to Destiny. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Fuck the church. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Thanks, My everyone. fuck the church juice yeah. came in real good this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.